What's up, everyone? This is Jason and John, and you're listening to the Jelly Cards Podcast. With the release of Netflix's new show, King of Collectibles, The Golden Touch, we get to see a behind-the-scenes look at one of, if not the best consignment-based businesses in the hobby world. Golden Auctions has taken collectibles to a whole other level, showcasing some of the most rarest items in memorabilia history. From a game-used Jackie Robinson jersey to the LeBron James triple logo man, Golden has given other hobbyists the chance at life-changing moments. So please, sit back, relax, and let's roll that music. Welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode five, and John, I'm going to start off by putting you on the spot. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Give me, in your opinion, what what changed the future for this hobby? Like, when when did you see, like, when did you see the hobby starting to change into this beast that it is now like if if there was like one like turning point like even maybe prior to like 2020 you know before everybody was you know in these you know uh quarantines and everyone couldn't basically do anything so they just picked up all their hobbies (laughs) so like was there a time even before 2020 when you started to see this switch into like hey like this hobby is like starting to come alive um to be honest, I think that the only the only thing that popped in my head as soon as you asked the question was the pandemic. I once the pandemic hit, like the most difficult times during the pandemic, when everything was shut down, like roads were clear, nobody was on, nobody was going to work, everybody was like kind of shut in. I think that's when things changed, and I feel like so many people got into their old hobbies, including sports cards and TCG cards and just the card collecting in general. And that's what really took it to the next level. But if I could, I can't think of anything else prior to that. Like you you didn't see like, like you never like, because I know you're on eBay probably every (laughs) day. Uh, you weren't seeing like a change in like prices where it's like, whoa, like these are starting to really go up in price. Like the markets are rising. Like even prior to the pandemic? Honestly, no. Prior to the pandemic, wow. uh, we talked about it all the time that prior to the pandemic, you could go to Target, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Meyer, mm-hmm. you can go to so many different places where they sold retail sports cards and the, st- the sh- shelves would be overflowing with uh, different choices for you to make on what you want to buy. And then the pandemic hit. Um, people went, in, went back into their collecting hobbies and buying up and selling sports cards people were on social media talking about sports cards uh, ripping wax running breaks and that led to other people seeing the retail products that were on the shelf and clearing out all the shelves and yeah i think if it's like uh this is bad to say but it's like a, a silver lining from the horrible pandemic experience we all went through is that sports cards like i think personally they hit a they hit a whole new level that nobody mm-hmm. could have predicted but um yeah do you, can you think of anything before the pandemic or what what's your thoughts on that it's it's the main reason why i asked you the question is because you know my collect i didn't start becoming a collector again until the pandemic until you brought us <laughs> the idea of like hey let's bring our knowledge together and our, you know our sports knowledge and our card knowledge together and let's actually you know form jelly cards and let's start you know uh making some money and and forming this business so you know prior to i only know the pandemic <laughs> you know and so that's why i was like i know you you've been such an avid collector for so many years that i thought you know well was there something that was happening or was like there was like a you know change in the tides that was starting to lead to making you think hey you know what i think in the next like year or two this hobby's gonna pop off 
And the reason why I'm asking is because of the new Netflix show that just uh, dropped. And it's the uh, it's the series. It's only six episodes, but it's a series about golden auctions. Mm -hmm. And it's all based around basically how they operate their business. And it's based around collectibles. And, you know, it's but it's all collectibles. It's sports cards. It's, you know, music memorabilia. Um I mean, it, it even goes to like this guy's like selling like vintage Gucci bags. And like, I didn't, yeah. I, I honestly didn't realize all aspects of collecting that Golden gets into. Yeah, me neither. You know, from, from our standpoint, from the sports cards, you know, you're, you're always seeing them advertise, you know, the, the high end sports cards. You know, I know, uh, spoiler alert, by the way, if anybody <laughs> has not watched the show yet, this is a spoiler alert because, we are going to talk about the show. Um, you know, they highlighted the uh, LeBron James triple logo, man. Um, you know, they had that, uh, that F1. What was that guy's name? Drew Hamilton. What was his Lewis, name? Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. How dare you? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember when that card was, you know, when that card was popping off and I remember the LeBron James uh, logo, man card was popping off and they, you know, they highlighted some Pokemon cards, but Seeing all the rest of the stuff they get people to consign with them really made me love this hobby even more. Um, so let me just give me your thoughts on, on the show because I know you watched it already. So just give me your thoughts on how, how you thought the show was. Okay. This is like a, it might be I'm going to do my best to kind of explain where I'm coming from and how I feel. I I enjoyed the show. That's like my blanket statement. I really enjoyed my my favorite part about the show, like you said, Jason, was seeing so many different avenues for collectibles, no matter what it is. Like um, the person who had all those Gucci bags, him selling and collecting so many different unique items in the Gucci's history and having like a whole room dedicated to it. I love seeing stuff like that. I think that's wonderful. You can tell that all these people are, or most of these people are super interested in their collectibles and love them and actually care about them and dedicate basically their whole lives to building their collections. I love seeing that stuff. Um, I love seeing cards, especially that I like, I know I'll never be able to afford or reach like that Lewis Hamilton card. Uh, that was that's a sweet one of one auto that mm -hmm. there's only one in the world and maybe one day I could afford something like that but I un, extremely unlikely and I really appreciated the stories behind each person that they went to that like the father and son who hit the Lewis Hamilton card I loved that they were like brought in and they were a part of the show and they got to be mm -hmm. interviewed and talk about that that was super cool the I'm saying all that because overall, I want to make note that I enjoyed the show. And my favorite thing about the show is seeing so many different collectibles that I uh, I would likely never get to see or touch. Obviously, I, I'm likely not going to get to touch them, but at least I get to see them. And they do a good job of exposing those kind of things to the public. However, <clears throat> I think I just... It kind of rubs me the wrong way for some reason, the way that Golden operates. Like, for again, this is a big spoiler alert. I think it's the very first episode, maybe the second episode. Golden, uh, Ken Golden and his team, they run a major auction site for people who don't know what, what we're talking about and you haven't watched the show or even have heard of Ken Golden and the Golden Auctions. And they kind of just send out quote-unquote scouts to find rare, expensive memorabilia, and sports cards, TCG cards, anything that could be quote-unquote collected. Find it, bring it to Golden. We auction the product. Golden auctions the product. And we whatever it sells for, Golden has buyers pay a um, buyer premium, and that premium is their commission. Golden takes commission on the cards. So... In the very first or second episode, they talk about the Jackie Robinson game-used jersey. And what really, really rubbed me the wrong way, and I, I texted you guys that if we ever ran a, 
<laughs> if we ever ran a consignment site, you'd have to kick me out of jelly because I would handle it the exact opposite that Ken Golden did. So <clears throat> this person had a game used Jackie Robinson. I think it was an all-star jersey. He wore it in an all-star game. I don't really remember, but there were like, I think, traces of Jackie Robinson's blood on the jersey. Mm -hmm. And the person who had the jersey gave it to Ken Golden and Golden Auctions with the like requirement that the jersey sells for at least $10 million. If you're listening to this podcast immediately in your head, I'm probably with you. Like $10 million for a jersey is ridiculous. It was way ridiculous of a, <clears throat> of but, a reserve. Hey, like this is where I'm coming from. So, and Ken Golden called this person when the, when the jersey was sitting at 7.2 million. He called the person and said, I don't think it's going to get to 10 million. Uh, we, we at Golden, quote unquote, recommend that you take the 7.2. And the guy was like firm. And I'm, I'm proud of that guy because he just said, no, uh, I'm not willing to accept 7.2. I'm firm on my 10 million. Uh, I know that this jersey is like a one of a kind and I don't want to get rid of it unless I can get that price. So me, if I was... If I was Ken, uh, like no, that's hard. That's like a bad thing to say. But if I was running a consignment business, I don't want to like say that if I was Ken, if I was running a consignment business and somebody told me that, hey, this jersey means a lot to me, I'm only going to accept something above this price. I would one thousand percent respect that, and be like, you know what, you want ten million. I'm going to do my best to get you the 10 million. If I don't get you the 10 million, I'm sorry, but thank you. Thank you so much for even giving us the opportunity to sell off your, your collection or your Jersey. And that's what kind of irks me throughout the show. And that's can, just, can I, can I stop you right there? Cause I just want to, um, <laughs> I am the complete opposite of what you're saying. Disgraceful for, for me. Okay. But you got to understand golden. They're a business though. And if, the, and if this guy – that that's money missed out now. You know what I mean? They put all the time and effort into advertising and promoting the listing and all this work that they did. With, they already knew this this, jer this jersey's not going to sell for $10 million. But they took the risk and they were like, you know what? Okay, we'll, we'll take the risk because if, if it happens, the commission obviously is going to be huge for them. Mm -hmm. this guy i mean you, you gotta understand you're you're running a business like i mean that that's that's like us being you know selling a card for you know however you know five thousand dollars and then the buyer not paying and now we're sitting here with you know still with this card. you know what i mean like it's from from a business standpoint for them to put all the work into it and this guy's like, yeah, no, and he no, and that's an unrealistic number, ten million dollars for a jersey. I mean, that's a very un. You, this guy's like, no, I don't want the seven point two million. I want ten million for it. Well, then, dude, you should then you should just keep it yourself. You're never gonna. You're probably not gonna sell that thing for ten million. See, this unless is you get some private seller. But I mean, for for them, yeah, of course they're gonna make make the choice like. Try to make the choice of hey, let's we got to see if we can get this guy to accept the seven point two million, so we can get our commission on. I mean, like you're you're running a business. I mean, if we were the same way, yeah, dude, I'd be pissed at you. I'd be like, don't be telling these people like, hey, man, it's okay if we don't get that. No, like this is money that's gonna that we need in order to run this company. See, this I, is... uh, let me and let, let me ask you too. Uh, the um the uh the JT guy. That, that whole collection of like the basketball jerseys and stuff. How did you feel about him being like, uh, I want a $15 million cash advance up front for my collection. That's the only way you're getting my collection. Like, do you, do you like the fact that that guy did that? Or do you think that was like way too extreme and this guy's taking advantage of Ken because he knows like, hey, I'm the one that you're in the palm of my hand right now. So like – that's that's my question to you. If some if we are running this uh, collectibles business, quote unquote collectibles, it's really just a consignment business for us to make a crap a crap ton of commission. If this person had what his thing was valued at thirty million or something for the that things was, that he was, got, they they put yeah twenty to thirty uh, twenty to forty million. Yeah, and they said 
we want $15 million up front, what would you say? I'd be like, you know what? You can, you can keep the stuff and sell it yourself. Like if that's, that's, that's my driving point here. Like, I feel like the show um, amplifies the greed in the hobby. And that's what I feel like Ken Golden is acting like. And unfortunately you are acting like too, Jason. If this person says, Hey, Jelly, this jersey is worth ten million dollars to me. I like I don't know how I don't know I don't they didn't really go into the story behind it. Maybe he got it for I don't know eight million dollars or nine million dollars. I don't know how much this person paid for it, or maybe it was passed down from generation to generation to generation to him. Whatever the story is, the people who are in the hobby as collectors, they've dedicated like their whole life to building this collection. And if they want to set price, I'm not going to try to like, yeah, you're right. It's a business. It's a business thing to like, hey, we think that 7.2 is an amazing price. We, I, I don't know if you're going to get more than it. I would approach them with that. Absolutely. But I would do it in a different way than Ken did. It's just like he felt very condescending and like, listen, I know about this stuff a lot more than you do. And, and you're he not probably gonna, does. Absolutely. But it's, it's the wrong way to go about it. It's just felt very greedy. And that's the same thing with the other guy with his, like, so Ken is greedy on the, on the Jackie Robinson one. And I guess you want to call the seller of it greedy as well. And the other guy who had the $30 million, 20 to $30 million collection is also greedy. Like, you want upfront $15 million? I, as a, like, a business owner would be like, I, even Ken said it, we've never done something like that. We've never done $15 million up front. Like I don't, I'd feel uncomfortable doing that. I would be like, listen, I, I can't do that. I think my platform gives you the best opportunity to sell all this stuff. If you're serious about making the money, I'm willing to give you five to 10 million. That's, that's the most we could do. And I, that's, that's my, that would be my final statement. And that's my thing with, golden and the the whole thing is that if you claim to be collectors if you claim to be a business that is like loves the hobby who really loves collecting and collectibles then you're you need to prove it with an appreciation and a, and a respect for the people who are giving you their their collectibles in my opinion to, to a certain extent though but <laughs> no if you're running if you're running your own business though and this is and your business is driven by these consignments and i mean Ken Golden has made a name for himself to be the guy who's selling record breaking sales listen like they i what that 7.2 million for that Jackie Robinson jersey would have set the record Okay, Jason. If- so, so, but here's the thing. So, so I already know that guy did not buy that jersey for more than what it's selling for right now because this is currently the record. Mm-hmm. And and okay, to you that's worth ten million dollars. Hey, guess what? My whole collection of cards to me is worth ten million dollars too. That's right. But is that is does is that what the market says? You can you can put a price on whatever. <laughs> and this is this is the one thing we always talked about with the Venusaur that we sold. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I could put we can list every card we on eBay for a million dollars. We can. And sit there and say, well, yeah, well, hey, make us an offer then. Make us an offer. But our our set price is a million dollars. It doesn't matter how much you you think the card's worth. It matters what the market says it's worth. And it matters what the people who are buying think that that jersey's worth. I mean, like I said, like, you know, we all, you, you guys were always with that Venusaur. Oh, put it as, put it higher, higher so we can wheel and deal. But if you set a price way too high, you're actually forcing these buyers away because they're like, dude, these guys are unrealistic. And to put a $10 million reserve on a jersey that's selling $3 million less and Ken and his team being the ones who, who, are you know maybe quote unquote more of the experts? Yeah, you should probably listen to their opinion a little bit more because, yeah, sure. Oh, this is worth ten million dollars to me, so I'm just gonna keep it. Is that jersey ever gonna get to ten million dollars? I mean, realistically. And what happens if he then goes and damn man, their drop market drops. You know, we're in a bad economy or whatever, and now he can't even sell that that jersey for five mil. Okay. 
so uh, we're having like different arguments here. You're, you're, so first of all, if Ken, what, what, here's a question, Jason, if we were running that business and we had a, a listing at $7.2 million and this person said, guys, I want 10. I want to know why Ken didn't do what some other people on this show did a few times and said, you know what? How about this? I'll split the commission with you. 20, they, they, Golden Auctions takes 20% commissions on their sales. 20% of $7.2 million is, quick math, $1.44 million. Why can't he be like, you know what? I'll give you another 700. How about I'll give you 800K to get you to 8 million? Would you take it? Like, and why wouldn't she? He clearly, you, he's not gonna. He's not gonna take that. He wants ten million dollars. So now, greed. You're just, now you're just giving away money to a guy who's who's not even gonna take it anyways. I'm offering it if I claim to be like, if you really want the sale for like quote unquote like to you're you're gonna not only for the publicity you're gonna set a record you're gonna set a record for the sale of a jersey for sure. Like it's I don't know if anyone's gonna ever come close to that again, but. Why wouldn't you you like it's another it's another business decision to be like, hey, let's why don't we offer him a little bit of commission? It's just another thing to bring to the table, but it was not brought up because Ken was just like, All right, screw this guy. Basically, is what it felt like to me. It's just like, yeah, I I tried to convince him to sell it. He doesn't want to sell it, whatever. Okay, goodbye. When same with um Yeah, if that's Jason, your your collection, your what's it called? Your um Cody Bellinger card, your other card that, um, what's it, uh, the jazz card that you bought that's autographed. What's another card that you talk about? The Buster, Paul, the um, Adley Rushman card that my brother bought you. Those cards are like in, there's no value you could place on them. If somebody said, I'll give you, I'll give you $7.2 million for that Cody Bellinger card. You you told me you wouldn't sell it. Am I correct? Okay, if somebody asked, if somebody <laughs> offered me seven point two million dollars for a Cody Bellinger card that was purchased for a, a couple hundred, yeah, thank you. You can have it. Tisk tisk tisk. I'm upset. Okay, you can fine. That's fine. If that's... it's an if it's an unrealistic if it's a price like that, that's like <laughs> that's like a a, a li literally a life changing amount of money. Yeah, yeah, you can have it. And this guy who seven point two million dollars for a for a Jackie Robinson jersey, which would have set the record, it would have been the highest jersey sale ever. And for him to go, mm, no, I want ten million dollars for that. <laughs> like to me, I'm like, okay, like you know what, Golden should have never even took it off. But they were doing it a whole Jackie Robinson sale, like that. That's mm -hmm. the whole point. It was a Jackie Robinson event. This is. This was the cornerstone. This was the the mar the marquee item of their whole entire event, and for it to and they took the risk. They took the risk knowing that this might not sell for ten million dollars, mm -hmm. you know. And it has to. And as from a business standpoint, that has to be such a huge blow when you know your the commission alone, like on just seven point two million, would be huge for your company. Like you, you wouldn't be upset if you were from that standpoint as nope. jelly, like from a jelly standpoint, you wouldn't be a little bit upset that this guy wa wasn't willing to budge on this. Not even a little bit. Who, oh. who am I to tell people how much how their we, things how are, are worth? Supposed, how are we supposed to make any money in this business? <laughs> if, if we're just, if we're just going to be like, Hey, you know what? You guys run our business. How about that? Wrong. Like you tell me how much you want me to sell them. And if we don't sell them, Hey, it's cool. We Wrong. just, you know, all the effort that was spent to try to sell this stuff. Hey, it's okay. You know, now, you know what? We'll just better luck next time. We can't, you, you can't run a business like that. If you're running a consignment business and you consign something and somebody says, Jelly, I'm only willing to accept at least, let's say $5,000. I'm going to be like, you know what? Okay. Even if I don't think it's worth $5,000 and I'm the expert in quote unquote in, uh, collectibles and selling sports cards and it's worth let's say four thousand dollars i'm gonna be like you know what you got it you want five thousand i'm gonna do my best to promote this card to get it to five thousand and they so did I... that and ken did that His and it didn't did reach that. it and hey i have to accept that person's number and i they have... did they i mean they did do that <laughs> but yeah, that's my that tough 
And it, no, he did not accept it. He called him and said, "Listen." Yeah, because it's a business. Where what is he? What is he supposed to do? Not try? The way he went about his try is what I'm trying to explain here. It the whole show felt very greedy from the Ken Golden slash Golden team perspective most of the time. Other times, like I told you guys in the chat, I was really, really happy with how they handled a lot of a lot of sales. But and what I'm trying to point out here is that at the end of the day, the people giving me their stuff, they have to they either accept whatever we can get them or they put a number on that what like what they're willing to accept i can't dictate what what people how people value their their collectibles same with venusaur if we if we value or any other card in the world if somebody has a cody bellinger card and it was a gift and they're like you know what i'm not selling this card for less than life-changing money i'm not selling it for less than 10 million dollars I would be like, hey, right on. That's that's what this hobby, in my opinion, is all about. That's what collectibles was prior to the pandemic. And that's how collectibles have been for many, many years prior, up until this huge boom from the pandemic and social media and all these different influences. Back in 1950, 1960, people were opening baseball cards because they loved baseball players. They were opening up. Oh, man, I don't even think basketball cards were around then. They were opening up all these sports cards because they idolized these people and they didn't care about prices. But now things are extremely valuable. And if somebody, but Jason, value does not always equal dollar sign. Yeah, I, I understand that. But from a business, here's the thing. You, you, can't, you can't run a business based on emotion. That's like you're, you, you, you're getting, you're getting very emotionally attached to, to the, why I love the hobby. But when it comes to a business side standpoint, you have to be aggressive. Listen, the easiest transactions for them for the consignments were all the cards that were less than a million dollars. That you're looking at like you know a twenty thousand dollars sale on their site or you know a one thousand dollars sale or whatever. If you noticed the the consignments that they were trying to get that were like a million plus like into that realm. Yeah, it was, you have to be almost, you have to be super aggressive. You have to be, almost be a little ruthless because you need to understand the, the seller and their mindset. And if I know this person, they're going to be coming in and they're going to have some very high demands and if I want this because this is going to be a game-changing moment for our business, I have to match their aggressiveness as well. Or they're going to walk all over me and we're going to walk away with nothing. So I, I, I commend Golden for having that aggressive mindset to like having this like, yes, I know what I'm talking about. You need to trust me. And I like that because – in the end, he's he's almost gonna get it done. Probably ninety percent of the time, he's gonna get it done. And and from and, and like with that that JT collection, yeah, he probably should have walked away from that collection fifteen million dollar advance, just so this guy could turn around and just start spending the money right now. He literally said, "I'll wire you ten million dollars right now," and the guy went, "Eh, you're Ken Golden. I know you can do better than that." Now you're just taking advantage of the business. But because Ken Golden knows knows the money that's going to be left on the table, like he he was he he had to he had to fold and he had to go to this guy's demands. And I me personally I don't agree with that. Like I I mean it, but at, at the same time we're not in this, you know, we're, we're not running like a billion dollar corporation here. Right. So, so I don't know how how negotiations are when it comes down to something like that. But I like the aggressive approach that Ken is when he, when he gets into these super expensive collections, because these sellers are coming in just as hot as he is. And he knows I'm going to have to match this. Yeah. Uh, Fine. I understand it. I, I would not, if I, I wish that the show would have been more about, the the people who are consigning the stuff like that would have been more appealing to me. I like I said, I feel like they were just 
glorifying the insane prices on all collectibles and it's it is wonderful but i i appreciate it a lot more the stories behind the cards and the people who are consigning them because i i understand everything you're saying that he has to be aggressive because it's a business he's running a business he needs to make as much money as he can so the business can keep growing but i would approach it a different way i would do my best to like connect with the people on the collect like the collector level i'm trying to connect with collectors i'm trying to connect with people who have things that i'll never see again like things that i've never seen in my life and i want to i want these people to understand that i understand the sentimental value behind everything like that's yeah it's maybe it's quote unquote bad business but i think it's if you're trying to pro, like promote a show as a a hobby show i think it should be focused heavily on the love of the hobby and the love of connecting and yeah i that's the only thing I, I i didn't like about the show it was a lot of fun seeing people's collections seeing cards seeing jerseys seeing gucci bags seeing beanie babies um seeing stars like mike tyson and peyton manning and seeing all these people on the show was really cool but if i just it irked me and it rubbed me the wrong way the how much they focused on the money but you can you can go now, Jason, Mister uh, Mister Businessman over there. Let me well, let me know I'm what just, you thought. I I like I I really like the show just because it it showcased you know the, what we love to do and that's collecting. You know I I wish there was a little bit more cards on there because I mean that's just the kind of collection that I like you know and and that we go for. But I liked seeing the business aspect of it and like how you I mean how aggressive you almost have to sometimes be in this hobby because you're, I mean, you're talking when, when you're Ken golden and you're talking about golden auctions. Yeah. I mean, they, they can do that because they are what the, probably the number one consignment company maybe in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, they're probably higher than, you know, heritage. And then you also have to understand if we don't get this some, and he said it many times, if we don't get this, somebody else is going to, yeah. and and we're going to lose to our competitors. And and I like the mindset. I like that that aggressive mindset. That like I need to be better than my competitors. Like I mean, if I have the LeBron James triple logo man on my website, and every, and and I'm on the news and I'm talking about this card, I'm already topping my competitors. <laughs> yeah. And I think and I think. But I also, but you see from his team though, there's still love of this hobby and there's still love of collecting because when his team's out there or when he's out there, he's seeing these items. He's going, oh my God. Like, like when he was holding the Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah. You know, or when he saw Karl Malone's uh, collection. I mean, you, you see the, the, you know, wow. Like, I cannot, I'm like, literally, I'm holding history right now. So there's still that love there, but you have to put that emotion aside and remember, wait, hold on. This is a business. Let me let me put my business face back on. Let me stop like fangirling right now, you know, over this, you know, 1951 tops uh, Bowman Mickey Mantle <laughs> and let me let me get to work, you know, and I think and, and I give kudos for a lot of them to. To kind of to set that emotion aside, remember, well, it's a business, and and a lot of his other team, like the uh, well, that one guy who um who talked the kid into passing up the hundred and fifty thousand dollar offer on the Seth Curry card, so it can go to so they can grade it and go to auction, and he was still willing to give half of his um half of his commission to him just so he had a great experience. That was my. That's the kind of stuff I like. Okay, but here's the thing, though. A, te- a, a guy who wants ten million dollars do you, do you wanna do you wanna give this guy any more money than than what he probably already owns? I can understand giving this kid who came in with his mom who does who didn't even realize he had a hundred and seventy thousand dollar card sitting in his collection, and I'm gonna give him a little bit more because I want him to have the best experience. I'm sorry, I'm not giving I'm not giving some. F- so whoa, whoa almost did, i almost did it there yeah relax jason yeah. oh that was close i'm not giving this you know million dollar collector who probably has you know t- 
ten million dollars worth of collection items more money because he just won't budge on it. You know See, what I mean? Like I'd much rather help the kid. Wait a minute. That's you're okay. Listen, that is being like um um what's the word I'm looking for? You're kind of picking and choosing who you really want to help, and that's just I like. That's not cool for me. Why wouldn't you? Okay, Jason. Hey, Mr. Businessman, listen to this. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that made me laugh. So let's say this uh, guy who wants $10 million for his Jackie Robinson. Why wouldn't you give him that, ex same, that exact same love and like focus? I want to give this person the best experience they possibly have with consignment. From a business standpoint, if you know... That in his collection, he's probably got another seven to eight, two to three million dollar jerseys. Why wouldn't you want to focus all of that energy and all of that like, listen, thank you so much for giving us this Steph Curry card. Thank you so much for giving us this Jackie Robinson jersey. Thank you. This is the best price we were able to get. And you know what? I'm going to split my commission if you'll take it. Why wouldn't you give that focus to the 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 cash cow why wouldn't you give it to the cow the same way you gave it to the less expensive card you know what i'm saying but because but because you're you're talking about you're these are two completely <laughs> different customers they are not the same customer disagree when when you're when you're dealing with a young kid who pulled this card from a pack and doesn't know what what he has versus a high-end collector, probably a billionaire. You're probably talking to a billionaire. Yeah, probably. These are two completely different sellers here. You cannot treat them the same way. Because if you show weakness to the billionaire, they're going to jump at your weakness. Versus, hey, I want to give this young kid in the hobby the best possible experience. I don't need to give this billionaire the best possible experience because he's been there, done that he knows what he's doing. You get My, what I mean? Like, do you, I mean, does that make sense? Like, I understand. He's, he's been in the hobby. He knows how this works. That's why he's so firm on it. Because, hey, like, like the other guy, you're Ken Golden. You're Ken Golden. I know how much you're worth. This <sighs> other kid doesn't even realize. Doesn't even realize what he has. There's those are way too. Di those are two different customers. There, you can't treat them the same way. It's not, it's not, I'm not picking and choosing. I just know who I'm working with here. Yeah. See, like this is when you said that, uh, you, you thought that Ken, Ken and was like, when he held up the Jordan Jersey, he was like, Oh my God, I'm holding history. And the way I interpret his reaction to all this stuff is like, Oh my God, I'm holding potentially a $5 million profit. And another thing, like, <clears throat> Another example of that is when Logan Paul came on the show. Logan Paul was on the show. I think I know where you're going. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Because yeah. it's greedy. It's like yeah. he's a very, very greedy person, and he wants the most money he could possibly get out of all of his people, all of his consigners. They open up the, the booster box. They don't hit a Charizard, and he's like, let's go get another one. Let's go get another booster box. Let's split it. And then... They open up, again, spoiler alert, everyone who's listening to this podcast. They open up a second booster. They don't hit a Charizard. And Logan is visually extremely upset. He's like heartbroken because it was from his personal collection. He opened up this first edition base set booster box. And he's lying on the mat. And Ken is like poking at him. Hey, what's it going to take for that uh, illustrated Pikachu? What's it going to take for me to get that Pikachu in my, in my auction? You, you, you get where I'm coming from here, Jason? And then even Logan said it when he okay. was driving home. Okay, lo but look at how Logan is when, with spending his money. I doubt, I, this, that was probably not as heartbreaking uh, to him as he was probably making it for the cameras. Because guess what? I do not think Logan is sitting back worried about the money when he spent you know $5.2 million on a Pikachu, on a, the Illustrator card, and then put it in an $80,000 gold like plated case or whatever and then I'm not like... to mention not to mention he spent the record on that box of boot uh of the booster boxes that mm -hmm. turned out to be gi joe okay that was bad buy you you did not do enough research on that case 
in order to make sure that you weren't getting scammed. So See, me personally, I don't think I, the way Logan <laughs> spends his money, I don't think he was as hurt as what he was really showing. Look what look what this show has done. It's made me give Logan Paul benefit of the doubt. But oh, and I love Logan Paul. I'm I'm actually I'm actually I'm I'm starting to become a very big Logan Paul fan, especially because of WWE. Yeah, I th- like I think I think he found his calling, and I'm I'm starting to become. I know what he's done in the past. Whatever that's the past is the past. I'm a, I only care about what he's doing right now. But yeah, I don't think like. I don't, I don't think it was as heartbreaking to him. And he probably, okay, yeah, it was heartbreaking when we opened it, but whatever. I'll just go buy another one. Lame. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> yes. but, okay, let me let me ask you this then. Let's what do you what do you think this show is gonna do now for the hobby though? Like where do you do you think do you think there might be a spark? Excuse me, a spark in the markets now because of this show? I do think, yes. I do think that it's going to lead to a lot more. I, I shouldn't say a lot more. I feel like it's going to lead to at least a few more people getting involved in collectibles and cards and finding memorabilia, rare things around the country and trying to trying to like hit a find hidden treasure, basically. I think that's what it's going to lead to. And it's a, uh, God, it's a good thing for the hobby. But my perspective is just if you're watching the show for the first time and you've never bought or collected or done anything in relation to memorabilia, I think it they just like glorified and amplified the super high end price kind of stuff. And I it's not a good representation of what the majority of the hobby is. Like you were exposed to the top ten percent of hobby collectible memorabilia situations on this golden show because golden auctions is like you said jason it's probably the number one auction website in the world for memorabilia and sports you're being exposed to all of that but i don't want you to go out and freaking god i don't want anybody to watch the show and be like whoa i need to open up uh immaculate boxes i need to open up national treasure boxes so I can hit a triple logo man LeBron and sell it for millions of dollars. I don't want somebody to watch the show and go do that because you that's you're you're putting a lot of risk, a lot of money at risk to getting something that is extremely difficult to hit, extremely rare to find when it comes to memorabilia memorabilia and collectibles. So sorry for the winded answer. I I think the show is good for the hobby in the sense that it's gonna bring new people or get new people interested in collectibles and i is that's a wonderful thing because as i'm sure people can tell by now i'm all about collecting things never selling them but in the the worry that i have is that the show might um falsely promote the probability of you hitting a massive million dollar golden auctions kind of card or find but what about you what do you what are your thoughts that uh this show is going to do for the hobby i i think you're going to see a, a major uptick in the market maybe within like the next like month or so and then it'll probably kind of plateau again but i think this i do think this show is going to promote the hobby in in a good way um me personally it's a Netflix show. <laughs> you want you want the most viewers. So I understand why they're they're promoting the the biggest ticket items in their in their lineups because I mean if you're like I mean, let's go like we talked about on a previous episode. You know, you, you didn't like the fact when you consigned with them with the card, your your card did not receive the same attention mm-hmm. as those higher ended, you know, auctions. <clears throat> so I can understand why they on the show they weren't highlighting these you know thousand dollar sports cards because it's just it doesn't hit the same way as a as a 7.2 million dollar Jackie Robinson jersey you know and when you're trying to get viewers and you're you know you're trying to like get this show on the road 
like yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna showcase the the high-end products because when you're sitting there i I was watching uh uh, showing my dad the show yesterday and i was showing him some of the episodes and yeah even he was like oh my god like that's whole oh like you know that's what we were saying you know and that's what you want. Those are the reactions you want. So I understand where they came from. Mm-hmm. And plus your golden auctions, like you're, you know, <laughs> you want to show, you want to, you want to show off. Flex. Yeah. You want to flex on the, on, on the hobby. You want to flex on your competitors. So if there's anybody else out, out there with these million dollar collections, they're going to watch this show. They're going to instantly want to call up golden and be like, Hey, you know, I mean, I mean, look at the people that, you know, when the triple logo man was out, he had, he had that, uh, that buyer calling him, Hey, yeah. hey, I'm out. I'm not at home right now, but put me in for 2 million. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you're, you're dealing with an entirely different group of, of hobbyists, you know, and I see why they run their business the way they do, but I like the people that work for them. Like that, uh, like that Carlo guy, he, you can tell he's got a huge love for this hobby and a love for like sports and all of them. And even the, even the young guy, you know, the, he's a big tech guy. So he helped out a lot with, um, with all those, like those, uh, like the, um, the wrist Mac and all the Apple computers and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, they have a great team there and you could tell the team loves what they do and they want what the best for the company. Um, my other question I was going to ask you is what do you think this is going to do for consignments going forward do you think there's going to be a lot of card business or businesses or collectible businesses who are now going to be looking back like i was and being like hey i really think we should start doing consignments and (laughs) and do you think this is a good thing do you think that's a good thing or do you think that might actually hurt the consignment like business side of the hobby so this is yeah that's that's kind of ties into what i what I said that I thought it was going to do for the hobby because yeah, this is what I mean. Like you, the show was heavily focused on all of the most expensive things in the hobby, basically. And I feel like golden is probably going to get a lot of people. Like (laughs) they're going to get a lot of the other 90% of people who have, who have collectibles and they're going to be like, Hey, I have this binder of cards from when I was a kid in the 70s and the 80s. Do you guys think it's worth something? That's what's going to happen. In my opinion, I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to have so many people going into their quote-unquote collections, into their cards that they haven't touched for 20 years, and they're going to be like, hey, is this worth something? And they're just going to be flooding consignment websites and Golden and other places with collectibles and it's just going to end up being a good chunk of heartbreak. Like, I want if I want more stories like the Steph Curry card. I want more stories like the Lewis Hamilton one of one. I want more stories of like the people who got really lucky and they they like they got life changing money. That I love those kind of stories. I wanted that to be the focus, but you got to. You get that. You got to take that with a grain of salt because you got to be careful if you do stuff like that. You got to be careful that if you're gonna promote those people, like you're gonna promote a kid hitting a one of one Lewis Hamilton auto out of a fifty dollar pack. You got to be careful because you don't want people going out and buying like thousands of packs and not not hitting a one of one. I wish it was more about those stories, though. I wish it was more of a focus of like I like. The dad and the son, like, I would have been like, this is my son. We open packs together because we love spending time together. We got so lucky he hit an amazing card. Like, I would have loved the whole episode about that because that, in my opinion, is what drives the hobby and what keeps the hobby growing for future generations. And I I don't even remember the initial question now because I've gotten emotional again. Uh, What do you think (laughs) it's going to do, like, for consignments? I think for consignments, they're going to start getting flooded with uh, people who don't have high-end stuff. I think that's what's going to happen. I think people are going to want to consign their things a lot more, but they're going to get flooded with requests that they're just going to turn down and not be able to list on their website. But But do you think this is also going to promote other businesses as well? to to start adding consignments into their you know their repertoire of of um tactics 
to run their business because you know even we the the show is not what sparked us to want to do consignments either we've talked about doing consignments almost from the beginning mm -hmm. of when we started jelly and that was something that you know we've been trying to discuss more and trying to figure out ways of like not only how are we going to go about doing the consignment but you know what percentage we want to take and um, you know, how, how do we promote it? Things like that, you yeah. know, and the show definitely made me want to, to do it even more just because I like the idea of consignments mainly. Yes. From a business standpoint of it, where it just keeps a, a steady cash flow. Yeah. You know, you, you'll, you'll have a steady flow of cash while you're, still collecting and buying your own personal stuff, you know, that you might have to sit on a little bit more, but you're, you're not only you're helping your business out, but you're helping other, other sellers out because they might not know how to sell their own cards mm -hmm. or they don't, they might not have the same market as, as a golden does, or as somebody else in the hobby does, you know? So if that person tried to go to, you know, a private seller with their card or something like that, they might not be getting the best, like when Golden talked about the uh, triple logo, man, and he's like, I don't think you guys should sell to a private seller. I think you guys should go to auction because you do not know who wants this card. Right. And he said with the with the amount of publicity and worldwide attention that this card received, he said there you there could be he said LeBron James himself could want <laughs> yeah. this card. Yeah. And this card needs to go to auction because that's your best bet. You're going to get lowballed if you take it to a private seller. Yeah. I, I, I like that part of this show. Like, that's what I mean. Like that, that stuff like that shows that you have a genuine interest in getting people the biggest bang yes. for their buck. Uh -huh. I love that. Like, that's great. That's cool. That's, and I agree with you. It, it would, it made me want to consign some stuff, but uh, for some reason, in my heart of hearts, my collector's heart, I didn't, there was, there were most, a lot of things I did not like about the show influenced by greed, but there were overall, it was a really good show and I enjoyed it and it made me want to consign things, but yeah, I don't, it's, it's tough because you have people bring you these collectibles and they're like, Hey, I've had these forever. Are they worth anything? And you kind of have to give them some bad news most of the time. I think that's, the unfortunate uh, truth when it comes to sports cards and TCG cards sometimes. And yeah, I think that's, what's going to happen. It's, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I want to end on this because um, it's honestly, it's one of my, my weird fantasies that I, that I think <laughs> about is the the last episode when the two of them went up into that guy's attic mm -hmm. and he had, arguably the best baseball collection of cards ever. Absolutely. And not only just the sheer fact of how many different sets he owned, the organization from Pristine. year to year to year, just all the, the work that he put in, you can tell he loves collecting baseball cards. He, he put the attention that was needed into, mm -hmm. into growing this, this, uh, his collection. And mm -hmm. I mean, could you imagine like it was the two of us like, you know, jelly takes off. We're doing consignment. Somebody calls us up like, hey, you guys want to take a look at my baseball collection? And you walk up into that. Like, what I'd, would be your first initial? Reaction? I'd, I'd start weeping. I'd, I'd be crying. I'd be crying in front of a bunch of grown men and women. <laughs> like, honestly, I, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah. OK, listen, that's what I'm trying to say, Jason. Like if I first they start out in the basement and the one guy's like upset he's like we wasted our time here which another thing i wanted to mention i kind of felt like a lot of this stuff was scripted which is fine i well, understand yeah. it's yeah. a show but then they went upstairs and they went into the attic and they saw all those cards and i'd be like listen man this is by far the most incredible collection i have ever seen this is amazing like i i am proud of you for what you've done here like this is something that is he's he, he literally he i hate using the word literally like that he honest to god has a treasure chest in his attic he has millions of dollars sitting in his attic and he 
does not had no intention along for the past 40 years probably i don't know how old the guy was 30 20 to 30 years he had no intention on ever getting rid of that stuff he went through all of that hard work he went through all of that trouble he went through all the hunting phases of his life finding these cards to build every single set and you got to you got to love, appreciate, and respect that kind of dedication and care and general interest somebody has in collectibles. And so that, like I said, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm such an emotional, empathetic person that if we walked up into the attic and he had every single card organized beautifully in the binders, in the shoe row boxes, graded cards, everything like detailed down to the last freaking great or whatever i would be so emotionally overwhelmed and so happy to even witness something like that but mr jason over here and mr ken golden would be like hey what's it gonna take what's it gonna take logan what's it gonna take for me to get that uh illustrator pikachu off your neck and onto my website well yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean i mean listen but the guy even said it himself he said listen mm -hmm. he said i'm gonna get to a point in my life where He's like, I don't, I don't want to pass away mm -hmm. and have this collection go to waste. And he said that, and he said because somebody else is going to get a hold of their this collection, and if they don't know what it's worth, he said they're going to, they're going to let this collection go for way less than what it should. Yeah, and that's why he approached Golden with it and and wanted them to take. Hey, listen. I want you guys to sell this collection because I know you guys are going to put it in the hands of people who are going to truly want this. And, and I liked what, what Ken Golden said when he was talking to that JT collector. And he said, listen, he said, I understand you don't want to sell your, your collection or you want certain prices for your collection. You're, it's never going to get taken away that you have one of the best collections in the entire world. Yeah. And the items that you are going to be selling are going to be the centerpieces of somebody else's collection. Yes. Uh, an item that you are willing to part with is going to, is going to mean more to somebody else mm. because that's like the pinnacle of their collection. Like I made it. I, I finally got a hold of the 1951 Bowman Mickey Mantle card. Right. You know, and I liked that Ken said that and he put it in that way of you're going to be helping somebody else out, you know, finally reach their goal and, and, and complete their dream of finding this, you know, the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to be the driving point for every single episode. And I think it, I, me personally, I think it was. I don't. <laughs> I felt I was. Uh, yeah, I got greed vibes but that's yeah that's that's a good point i that's exactly how it should be worded when you're consigning things for people in my opinion it's just like even when mike tyson was in his office and he dropped off the the trunks from uh the video game and then and, took, and, then, and then played yeah. rock paper scissors for the muhammad ali <laughs> exactly he was just like i have a muhammad ali collection at home and those oh. that signed boxing glove would be the crown jewel Right. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is what I need to complete my long time hunt and collection. I need this Muhammad Ali glove. I need this 51 Bowman mantle. I need this one of one Lewis Hamilton. And I think that should have been like the driving force for a show that claims to be about the hobby. But I think it was more so about um, like high end consignments and like it felt like a, like a hardcore like um what did i call it american pickers it felt like that yeah. <laughs> it felt like uh people oh my man we didn't even mention the my one of my favorite people on the show were the father and son the the like senior and junior who like drove around and found oh yeah stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah those uh, guys were yeah. cool mm -hmm. they were goofy and funny and it was just like all right yeah this is great but yeah it felt it felt like a high-end american pickers and i i wish it was more about the connections and the love and the things that like all of that stuff that's related to the hobby that is the in my opinion the most important thing about the hobby hey maybe this show will spark uh some like you know <laughs> local card shop or you know like a card collector too to 
hey, you know what? Let maybe we maybe I should try to do a show where it just showcases my my card shop and and what I do every day and the you know the your average Joe of people that walk through the door and you know maybe maybe that or maybe someone will approach us. Yeah. The jelly watch, card show. <laughs> yeah, and watch and watch us sit on the floor opening up boxes in somebody's house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that that actually is a good point. I hope that actually is what happens. I hope that it um, leads to somebody out there who feels a little bit more like me, who's like, "Hey, this is just the this is the top five ten percent of the hobby. Majority of the hobby is this, and I want to promote this and get people more involved in the hobby for this reason." I want to get more people involved in the hobby for the connections that you make, for the joy that you have opening up boxes of cards with your friends and your family. That's, uh, but anyway, it, it is what it is. I, I appreciate the show. Like, honest, honestly, I don't want you to think that I hate the show, but no, I. It so sounds like you hate the show and you hate collecting and you don't like. No, Whoa. Just... Yeah. Watch yourself. <laughs> There's no, I don't hate collecting. I love collecting. Too much, clearly, Jason. Uh, yeah, I think a little too much. Whatever. We're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have our own shop or something. We're not gonna make any money. I thought you were gonna say we're gonna have an intervention. I'm gonna walk into a meeting. Oh, we day. also yeah, we also need that too. John, That's what our down. quote unquote unquote merch meetings about. We have to let you go. <laughs> it's gonna be like a Spider Man when they're trying to fire Norman Osborn. <laughs> <laughs> You're out, John. <laughs> and then Jason <laughs> sips his coffee. <laughs> All right. And last words, Jason, before I close us out on this episode. Uh yeah, I just I, I do hope that this uh this show does bring light into the hobby more than just the sports car, just the collecting hobby in general. I really do hope that it, it helps the market grow and it keeps the hobby strong. The fact that this show even is out a show about collecting a show about, you know, cards and all that stuff. Like the fact that Netflix saw this and was like, Hey, we, we, this is something that um, needs to happen. I think is it makes it makes me realize that that this hobby is still growing and that the hobby is going to be here for years to come. And it, which is great for us. And it's great for young hobbyists who are trying to promote their own businesses and trying to, you know, maybe one day get to the, you know, the level of a Ken Golden or at least the level of like a Nash cards or a card collector too, where, you know, this, this is your life, you know? Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Okay. Yeah. Final thoughts for people who are listening to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and getting to the end. Um, we were talking about the, the golden touch, I think is what it's called, right? Or something like that. I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's called The Golden Touch on Netflix, which is a uh, it's like a series basically that talks that highlights the hobby and the consignment auction site that is the the Golden Auctions website. And I agree with you, Jason. I I really appreciate that it brings light to the hobby. I think it's going to lead to the the sports card and TCG card and just collectibles in general. That whole hobby growing, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I I enjoyed the show to be brutally honest. I I liked it. I watched all of it. I went through all of it and I enjoyed it because it reminds you the about the chance. It reminds you about the opportunity for you to stumble upon or open up a pack and hit some sort of buried treasure and it's wonderful experience. It's wonderful to do that. Give it to a consignment site and make life-changing money to quote Jason. I love that. The only thing I did I didn't like was the the a little bit too much emphasis on that money. Me, I because once again, if you haven't learned by now, I have the disease that infects I think a lot of collectors in the world, where you put so much time and effort and emotion, Jason, into <laughs> into collecting cards that you the sentimental value on them becomes like unpriceable. I don't think that's a word, but you have so much sentimental value for cards and collectibles that you just don't want to get rid of it. And I wish that they talked about that a little bit more. I wish they focused in on that a little bit more so that people can like all can realize that that's a community that I want to be a part of. 
I want to be a part of people who are so interested and so like devoted to their craft. And I love, I want to spend more time with people like that and kind of get involved and make friends. But anyway, if you're listening to this podcast, please reach out to us. I, I would love to have a like huge round table discussion about what we thought of the show, what we would change, what we would not change, what we liked, what we did not like. And if you can, message us on Instagram and Twitter and even whatnot if you want. We are at Jelly Cards, J-E-L-I, Cards, C-A-R-D-S. On TikTok, we are Jelly underscore Cards. And let us know what you think. Let us know if um, if you're sitting on one of these uh, attic collections that is in the millions. Please. Let I would, us know. Yeah, let us know just to, like I said, just to let me come cry in your attic. <laughs> let me come and see it just to just to make my heart happy and my spirit like ascend into heaven. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I hope we have an amazing week. Uh, any questions, please reach out questions comments or concerns reach out we love hearing from you and as always jason no matter what please keep spreading the love of this hobby yep from your friends at jelly cards <laughs>